Hi there, this is Kathleen. If you're new here, this is Mindful Chatter presented to you by Steph, Vincent, and Kathleen. Here on this podcast, we chat about everything related to mindfulness, meditation, mental health, and more. Through heart-to-heart conversations about our own journeys and other people's stories, we hope to share different perspectives and resources that will help you live a more mindful, peaceful, and meaningful life. If you like this podcast, the best way to support us is to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. You can also send this episode to a friend and share it on social media by tagging us at Mindful Chatter HK on Instagram or our Facebook page, Mindful Chatter. Enjoy the show. Welcome again to another episode from Mindful Chatter. So today I invite you to take a pause with us. We're going to begin this episode with a short meditation involving the entire team. This meditation is a technique called the sober meditation, S-O-B-E-R. It can be done anywhere, anytime because it's very simple and hopefully effective. All you need to do is to remember the acronym SOBER, which stands for stop, observe, breathe, expand awareness and respond mindfully. So we're going to begin with the first step, stop. You can choose to close your eyes or soften your gaze, stop whatever you're doing at this moment. And this could be practiced on a day-to-day basis at any random time during the day or especially helpful when you're encountering stressful situations. Just take a moment to pause and stop whatever you're doing. Begin to bring your awareness back internally. That brings us to the second step, observe. Observe how you're feeling at this moment. Observe any bodily sensations. For example, the contact between your body and objects around you. You might be feeling tight in your chest, any frowning in between your eyebrows. Observe any emotions in your mind right now, any thoughts running across the mind. Just taking this pause to observe how you're feeling. And the third step is to breathe. Bring your awareness to your breath. Notice which part of your body expands as you inhale and as you exhale, maybe your chest or your belly falls. Keep breathing naturally, paying attention to the coolness of the air going into your nostrils when you breathe in and the warm air coming out of your nostrils when you breathe out. Notice the pacing of your breath. Is it fast? Is it slow? Is it shallow? Is it deep? And maybe on your next exhale, you can open your mouth and sigh it out. Fourth step of the meditation is to begin to expand your awareness from your breath, keeping your attention on your breath, but also noticing the rest of your body, noticing any physical sensations in your body, noticing the quality of your thoughts in your mind, 
Notice your surroundings, any sound from the environment around you. Notice the situation of life you are in, the stage of life you are in, your location on this planet, in this universe. Expanding your awareness to encompass everything from your own breath all the way to the vibrations of this universe. Final step is to decide what the next steps you might want to take in life. Given the situations and the parameters in your life right now, what's the next step you want to take? How do you want to respond mindfully? to whatever situation you are experiencing in life. We human beings have the privilege of having the freedom to choose how we want to respond to any situation in life. There's a difference between responding and reacting. And the idea of this meditation the sober meditation is to allow us to step out of the autopilot mode, to remind ourselves of our ability to stop and choose how we want to respond to any life situation. And that brings us to the end of this short meditation, which, as I said earlier, is very quick and easy. You can practice it anywhere, anytime. And this sober meditation technique was initially developed for people who are struggling with addiction problems, but it's also very good for reminding ourselves to take a break in everyday life and practice taking control of your life and stepping out of that autopilot mode. That was so calming. And wow, thank you for leading us through that, Kath. And I find that personally with acronyms and you know just having the letters in my head to guide me through a meditation is so helpful because you know i think especially if you've listened to our previous episode on anxiety um, when the emotions stir up in us it's not easy to um, remember steps um, and without an acronym i feel like it's easy to forget how we can actually calm our systems down in the moment so being able to be like, okay, so I have a base of the word sober in my head and then I can remember, stop, um, you know, uh, observe, um, breathe. Let me see if I can do this. Stop, observe, breathe, expand awareness and respond. And I think that it wraps up so nicely with the respond. It's again, thinking about our sense of agency in moments of um, distress and remembering that we ultimately have that decision to go forward in ways that are aligned with what we what our values are and like you know kind of bringing the the sense of um, agency back into ourselves so thank you for that beautiful meditation kath and yeah. what are your thoughts vince yeah thanks very much kath i think it is as seth has said very very beautiful and very calming um just some interesting thoughts about like meditation practices is that i think in the past i've been thinking oh it is a way to actually get rid of you know like all these negative thoughts that you have in your mind or you know like you have a very you have a purpose that you're doing this meditation for something for example I want more happiness and I do this meditation to feel calmer to get more peacefulness that thinking I mean it's 
interesting. That dilemma is interesting because like most probably you're doing meditation because you want to get something and then you're getting into meditations to get that something. But it's the fact that you're always thinking about like this result that actually really, mm. you know, prevent you from getting the best out of the meditation itself. Mm. So yeah. um, I think like to me, meditation, I, what I'm trying to do is just enjoy the moment. I mean, enjoy the moment of meditation led by Kathleen. I mean, I had a wonderful time just now. Mm. Um, thanks to Kath, you know, like leading and just try not to think about, oh, what this meditation would lead me to like whether it will give me more peacefulness after this 10 minute meditation <laughs> i mean whether it gives me more peace or not it doesn't really matter as long as you know the meditation process itself gives me you know happiness and it, it gives me like good time thank you and i think that's the beauty of guided meditations i guess because you don't really know where you're going because before this episode all i told uh, Steph and Vince was, we're going to do a meditation and they had no idea what to expect. <laughs> and yeah. having this attitude of not expecting anything in life mm. brings you a lot more surprises because you, you, you're literally embracing each and every moment in life as a new opportunity to live the rest of your life. And yeah. I think this the result-oriented attitude which vincent was talking about is probably something that's really ingrained in human beings just from an evolutionary perspective like ages ago back when people were cavemen like you literally <laughs> have to think about okay how do i find food today how do yeah. i uh, find a partner to reproduce with to um to form like a bigger family and to protect my family's interests everything yeah. is about how do I do something in order to survive? Yes. And, but in this day and age, this need for survival is fortunately less important because most of us have no trouble having enough food. Hopefully, actually having enough sleep is, a difficult, is the biggest mm. difficulty that most of us Talk are dealing that. with now. <laughs> yeah, but, um, in this day and age, the importance of struggling for survival has kind of faded away. And so what the biggest challenge for a lot of us is how to find happiness, as you said. And personally, I think we, we are so used to using this results-oriented yeah. approach to the pursuit of happiness that we forget that by taking a break and just immersing yourself in this present moment, you don't have to wait until you've completed a meditation to be happy. You don't have to wait until you have something to be happy. You don't have to wait until you have recovered from anxiety to mm -hmm. just experience mm -hmm. moments of happiness. And we need to remind, constantly remind ourselves to stop waiting for the perfect moment to be happy because yes. it's never going to come when you reach the next phase you're going to be happy for a second and then you're going to go on and look for something else so instead yeah. of constantly looking around why not look internally mm -hmm. and just stay where you are and look all around you everything that makes you happy is already somewhere within reach so beautifully put 
And I think that um, it really is a world, it's a perspective shift, you know, a worldview shift in a sense where you kind of stop trying to reach out and, you know, stop trying to be like, oh, where am I going to, where, where is everything? It's kind of like, oh, this just came to my head, having your glasses on your head. Um, and then asking where your glasses are. And you're just like, oh my God, like I've lost my glasses. And then someone's like, wait, 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 it's on your head. <laughs> and then you put it down and you're like, I see everything so clearly now. And everything, it's just that reminder of everything you, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, um, it's true. <laughs> um, yeah. Everything you need um, is within you um, and within reach, honestly. Yeah, but I think yeah. like at the same time as Kath had mentioned, because being result-oriented is so, you know, intrinsically <laughs> program in us yeah so even though like you have to accept that there'll be moments when you when you you, you still cannot be totally like be in the moment it is fine mm. I mean, you, you have to accept that you you will still be a very much like a result-oriented person to a certain extent but that is okay as long as you have that awareness yes, yeah. to not always be result-oriented yeah. it is okay i mean just to accept yourself that you're not perfect even like even in the field of being mindful you don't really have to be like 100% mindful to, you know, to be completely mindful because like, what, why do we need to be 100% mindful? I mean, mm. it doesn't really do us any good. It doesn't help us achieve anything, right? It's just a part of life. So I think mm, perhaps I think the key is just acceptance, like accept yourself. Perhaps you're, even though you're, a, let's say you're, 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 you're a very aggressive person or a competitive <laughs> person in Korea, that's okay. I mean, that's mm. completely fine. You can be mindful while you compete, while you be aggressive. That is totally fine. I mean, <laughs> just to accept who you are. I think that uh, I would. I I think for that, that would give all of us actually a bit more, you know, peacefulness in us. Yeah, you're right. You know, seeking perfection in mindfulness is just as much of a perfectionistic tendency as is seeking perfection in any other aspect of life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah. such an ironic and thing I to realize. Think that brings us <laughs> back to the importance of taking breaks as well. Like mm. we're not obviously we're not we're not monks. We do have our own everyday stresses and <laughs> careers. And so it's important to find breaks in everyday life to remind yourself right. that there are opportunities for you to come and center yourself in order to find a bit more balance. So I wonder, how do you incorporate breaks into your everyday life? I think um, there are actually two things I want to share. Like before I talk about how I incorporate breaks into my life, which I'm not really good at. I really <laughs> want to talk about like the point of being monks. <laughs> like Steph just randomly <laughs> mentioned about. So I actually went to Plum Village in France about two years ago mm. and did a course of meditation uh, with the monks in, in a very nice village, you know, like, you know, very nice place with all the plants, natures, mountains, um, you know, all the practices that I have to do. But then that is also the period when I suffered quite a lot from anxiety symptoms. And now I realize the problem, uh, that the reason for that is because I've been focusing too much on the formality. Mm. I've been focusing too much on, you know, perfecting all these meditation practices. Back then I thought like, oh, I have to focus on these 10 seconds of breath. I, I have to do that for 10 seconds. I cannot do that for seven seconds. And I have to sit tight. I have to meditate, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a seated position. And I have a wonderful sleep. I cannot fall asleep. I have to focus on my breath, I have to like cleanse my mind, etc. So I think 
the the fact that I've been focusing, you know, like perfecting meditation is just me pursuing after formalistic behaviors, and that actually goes exactly against, you know, the purpose, the gist of meditation. So uh, mm. back to the point of, you know, like incorporating, you know, mindfulness techniques or meditation techniques into daily lives. I think it is not really how you do it or how I do it. It's more like, you know, like you're having a mindset. Mm. When you want to take a break, you can do it in whatever format you want. You can take, yeah. a, you can take mm. a walk, you can go down for a coffee, you can, you, can, you can keep on doing the things that you're doing, but then let's say at a slower pace or, you know, mm. with a more positive mindset or, you know, with like a less stressful mindset, etc. So it, mm. it is formless. It is really formless. Like meditation, I think... The beauty of that is literally anyone can do that in any time through any means. Yeah. Yeah. People can think, oh, you're really stressed out. But if, you know, like stressing yourself or, you know, keep working (laughs) yourself till the end is a way you really enjoy or is the way you actually like sort of get a rest from the rest (laughs) of the world, then so be it. I mean, you can be a workaholic. I mean, (laughs) if you're really enjoying that, you're treating work as a form of meditation. I mean, someone may enjoy like gymming as well and meditation while people are like, what? You're just pushing through your limit. That's not how I relax. But everyone is different. I think it's, again, it just goes back to that idea of intentionality and how you're approaching activity. Um, and it's hard to, I think everyone has a, um, a degree of readiness to engage in any particular kind of mindfulness. I think ultimately at a certain stage, um, or, or at least in my experience, um, finding a space where I, I do actually, you know, so to speak, defy the societal expectation to push and stop in the moment in this, in actual stopping in terms of like really perhaps grounding myself in the present moment or not pushing through whatever task I have to do next, that has been a way for me to combat the the expectations that society has or, you know, just external factors have put on me. But again, it's intentionality. For example, if, as you said, Vince, if someone's degree of readiness is that, um, you know, taking their pace of work more slowly instead of stopping, you know, stopping their um, whatever they're doing in that moment completely, if that's their degree of readiness and their intentionality is to slow down, then again so be it that is where they're at right now perhaps later on they can move on to um, a greater degree of um, relaxation or 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 degree of stopping but in that moment the intentionality is in the right place so again there's as you said there's no right or wrong in in the approach that you approach mindfulness and it's formless i really really appreciate that description actually i agree i think it's time for us to really tune inwards and ask ourselves what does being mindful mean for me mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i think because of the way mindfulness was introduced as especially with the mindfulness meditation a lot of people have misconceptions or certain ideas about what mindfulness means and it's very important to understand that mindfulness at the end of the day is about intentionality mm-hmm. and it depends yes. on each individual so For our listeners, the takeaways for today's episode is to ask yourself, who am I? What does mindfulness mean to me? How can I be more mindful in my everyday life in order to allow myself to live to my fullest potential and really be me rather than feeling constrained by the expectations of society 
and always remember to take a break throughout your busy days to reflect on these questions because ultimately if you don't take again yeah. we we love car analogies <laughs> so, um, think of life as a long road trip you need to take pauses every now and then to refill your tank and yeah. this process of personal reflection is the mm. kind of breaks that you need in order to, to keep, keep on with yeah. yeah keep going with everyday yeah. life yeah. so with that said we'll now take a break and i hope you will also take a break for yourself and enjoy wherever you are the lovely weather and wherever you're going in that car of yours <laughs> <laughs> see ya bye